TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yo, 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 yo. Inside the nine o'clock hour already. Two hours down. A five hour KM to AM on the fan. Let's see how many calls I can get in before Steven Nelson, the play-by-play announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, joins us. Hmm. Let's go to Luke in Floral Park. What's up, Luke? Hey, man. Uh, I was thinking about the Nets last night and while I was watching. I was like, these guys don't look too bad. Like, they have their good moments. Do you think that they should be tanking for good draft picks or try to get their younger side of the team more uh, experienced in, like, high-pressure, high-stakes situations like a play-in tournament? Luke, are you a Nets fan? Uh, I am a Nets fan. I'm a hopeful one, and my friends think I'm stupid because I think that they should really be uh, be trying to make the play in here. Well, I'm a stupid Nets fan as well, but they don't have a pick in this upcoming draft, so there's no reason to tank. Oh. Thanks for the call, Luke. Let's go to Dr. Bill in Pompton Plains. Hey, Doc. What's going on, buddy? You know, hanging out, How watching the Yankees, taking calls, and uh, I saw your name up there. I was like, wait, you get preference. <laughs> now I feel special. Thank you, you are. You're the best. I am just I am just returning from the Tri-State Admiral TBL basketball on their team position. We got them all fitted with orthotics. We're trying to do the, old, the Phil Jackson, Albany platoon, injury-free season. Yeah. And that's why I'm calling, because the injuries, there seem to be rampant throughout all of sports. And uh, I know there was some talk about the Yankees looking into addressing, um, you know, what we call structural management problems, because, you know, we're paying these high, high salaries, and these guys can't last the whole season. What do you think? This has to be the year. Garrett Cole called it out. Uh, This has to be the year that they stay healthy. It's been ridiculous since 2019 where they actually leaned into the whole next man up thing. No, these guys get paid a lot of money to go out there and play baseball. They're not asked to play 160 games. They're not asked to play 150 games. They all get scheduled rest days and DH days and, and days that they're on the bench and days that they get out of the game early and get off their feet. They're not football players. They're not even basketball players like the guys you're dealing with right now. They have to stay healthy. I get that Father Time is undefeated, and the Yankees have a few guys over 32, uh, over 30, but like this has to be the year that they stay healthy. And they also do have some younger guys in the mix, like Glaber Torres, like Anthony Volpe, like Juan Soto, Alex Verdugo. Like 
you know, Austin Wells, Jason Dominguez when he comes back. If the older guys can hold up, the younger guys will be just fine. And they have the right mix of, uh, you know, guys trying to prove it, guys trying to prove that they still have it, uh, guys trying to get paid next year, guys that are already established like Cole and Judge. Like, I think that this year really can turn into something special. I hope so. You know what? I don't know where I heard it, but I know there was some talk um, about, you know, the science of rehab and um, off-season training. And, and, you know, you can get philosophical and go back to what are we doing with our kids and the loss of the three-sport athlete. And, yeah. you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing kids with Tommy John and ACL surgeries in high school. Right. I mean, what used to be adult injuries is just, you know, I, I really hope, and I'm part of a group called Concerned Parents for Youth Athletics, um, that we really start paying attention because, I mean, we're seeing it at every level that, you know, these guys, that they're you know, not only can they not perform, their careers are getting cut short. Yeah, it's crazy to think about kids, uh, high school kids with ACL injuries with Tommy John. And some of these kids that aren't even going pro, but they have to go through these procedures. Um, I don't know. It's 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 like a regular thing now. Yeah, they think it's normal. These kids, they're they're like, yeah, you know, we hear about it all the time in the pros. It's like, yeah, let's get it done. It's, this should help me out. But there's a reason that these young kids, they're young bodies. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be there yet doc i'm gonna come see you it's march now i'm due for my monthly visit but i've been good i've been really good i haven't had like last time i came to see you it was like hey, i i gotta come in my my lower back is messed up i need an adjustment but you know not not to toot my own horn i've been working out i've been lifting uh i've been you know standing when i do my shows every other hour i've been really i've been really good about it and the orthotics you got me obviously help and i even went to uh see an orthopedist or uh, or a podiatrist rather who who gave me some orthotics as well. I'm like, man, I I have fixed uh, a lot of my little issues and and my back. Knock on wood, of course, right? Then tonight my back will flare up and I'll wake up tomorrow and and call your office. <laughs> but I've been good. All right, good. Well, you know, it starts with a good foundation, not the plug. Yeah, the base. Too, but yeah. uh, and never mind you and me. I want to see that baby and your wife. I, I got to clear it with family. the wife. I talked to her. I was like, next time we go, maybe we can bring Jack a man. Maybe we can drive out with him. And then while yeah. she goes I in with you, I'll watch a, him. And yeah, I want to take a picture with him. I want to see this kid. You know, I got grandkids. I'm, I'm pretty good with kids. I'm teaching in high school. Now I'm teaching at the medical <laughs> Academy today during the lunchtime. I even chipped in in a little karaoke with the high school kids. Look so, at uh, you. I bet you're the man. I'm, I bet the kids love you. Oh, God, I'm having a ball, Keith. You know what? <laughs> 64 and going on, you know, 26. And I'm, uh, I got more energy. I started this morning at 7.30, and here it is, you know, close to a quarter after nine, and uh, I still more fired up. But, um, you know, you guys keep me young. I got you keeping me young. I got the high school kids keeping me young. I got my, uh, my longevity medicine that I keep on studying and stuff. So, and then I can listen to you on the radio and relax. So you have a good night, have a great weekend, and uh, and thank you for what you do. Yeah, the Yankees keeping you young as well. We got to figure out a, a game for the perfect suite. I'm gonna bring Jackson to his first game. He's definitely gonna be in the perfect suite. There you go. So we'll figure out how to get you, your That'd brother, be- my wife, Andrew, everybody together yeah. for a Yankee game in the suite. We'll have a good time. Sounds good, buddy. I can't wait. Hey, Doc, I appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thanks for calling.
Let's see if I can get another call in, maybe two, before the break. Peter's in Manhattan. Thanks for holding, Peter. You're on the fan. Hello? Yeah, Peter, you're live. Go for it, baby. Oh, sorry, Keith. Keith, I've been hearing you from day one. Great job. I love your show. I hope your family's doing well. Keith, uh, just a few things. Let me get to uh, history and then I'll go to the Yankees. Okay. There was a, a Washington resident executive. Uh, basically, what he said was um, the future is now. And what he did was he traded away his uh, draft picks for players, and then they found out that he was trading the same draft picks uh, later on. So that's just a little history uh, for the Redskins. Now, my point is with the, with the Yankees. Our big Yankee fan over 50 years. Here's a problem I have, and maybe you can explain it to me. I want the Yankees to sign Montgomery Snell, you know, short-term contracts, whatever. Why does it bother fans and even the host? You know, the, 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 the discussion I see, I hear is, you know, the, 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 the luxury tax is going to cost $64 million to sign Snell. Why should that bother us fans? In other words, if we hire these guys, if we, we can win the World Series, let's say. I mean, we'd actually be favored. So, Keith, can you explain to me why this bothers the fans? I mean, uh, you know, the salaries, luxury tax, salary caps, etc. Yes, why do we care about paying somebody so much it, money? When it, we it, can... doesn't, it doesn't bother the fans. It doesn't bother one single host on the fan. What it what bothers us is when fans don't understand that they're not going to do it. There are penalties, and these guys are not going to pay double for a guy. They're not going to. It's just a bad investment, right? They're not going right. to pay extra for these guys, and we know that they they've just shown us that they're not going to do it. And uh, you know, you hear all these fans saying, "Sign this guy, sign this guy," and we're like, they, "They we just had a whole lockout." They made these rules and terms for a reason. Steve Cohen, there's a Steve Cohen tax so that he couldn't come in with his $13 billion and just buy up the best players. We had to uh, figure out a way to pump the brakes on that guy and look at him now. He's changed his course. He's saying, okay, I've got too much dead money out there. David Stearns, you come in and do this the right way for me and let's like have a change in philosophy and adjust so that when the time comes, we can strike again. It's, it's simply this. You can't just – I understand there's no luxury tax in baseball, but there is a, a collective bargaining tax. You can't just go over the threshold and keep buying and adding because you will be penalized. You will – you have to pay double, and you'll be docked draft picks. It's just like it, – it's just so far in between between like the Yankees and the Mets and their payrolls and what they spend than teams like the the Oakland Athletics right now and, and the Tampa Bay Rays right now. They're just – they're so far apart. Right, they should be kicked out. I mean, they shouldn't even have these teams. But no, Montgomery, they're they going to expand. They're going to give us a team in Nashville and Salt Lake City, and then they're going to put the Mets and the Yankees in the same division before yeah, Manfred's yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, done. Captain teams should be kicked out, uh, like Pittsburgh. It's I mean, we had. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you can't kick them out. They have owners, they have yeah. fans, they have ballparks, and they have to play because if they get kicked out, how do we have a season? Everybody but plays but, against everybody. But, but, Keith, it's a baseball issue. I mean, just to, to expand, and thank you for your for – your, uh, so it's really funny. Uh, but it's a baseball issue when you have teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, and you have teams like the Pirates. The Pirates can never compete. So, so you know, there's a baseball issue, not necessarily a team issue. So I don't know how this is going to be resolved. But, you know, you know, Oakland or Pittsburgh can't compete with the Yankees. I mean, you know, the, the tiny salary. You know, they just don't spend money. But anyway, that's a separate issue. Uh, the family's good, Keith. Yeah, the family is great. I'm blessed. My son will be 11 months this month. 
Um, they're 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 great. They're my motivation, my purpose, my why. April seventeenth, I think April is going to be good. 12th. Good great. guess. Yeah, I've been good hearing guess. you from the beginning. You've the gotten uh, a lot better. You were great from the beginning, and you've gotten better. So. No, I was trash in the beginning. Thanks for the call, Peter. I had to put in some work. I had to listen to other hosts, listen to uh, old school hosts, listen to other stations, get on the free Odyssey app, tap into other markets, write out better show plans do better research. I had to uh, sharpen my sword. I'm very critical of myself. I'm my biggest critic, and uh, I feel good now. I feel better now. But, yeah, in the beginning, man, I, I've told you guys this a bunch. I used to go home and listen to the podcast of myself and just beat myself up about it. I remember, I remember telling Spike, I'm like, bro, like, some nights I can't sleep, and I'll go back and listen to myself. I'm like, you are terrible. You said this wrong. You misspoke here. This that you said was completely incorrect. I don't know where you got that from. Like, I just was... I don't know. I was spiraling. That's what happens. I'm on live radio. It's like, it's a trip. <laughs> it's a trip to actually like live the dream and get the chance to do the job that you went to college for. But then when you actually do it, you feel like you're not doing good enough. But I, I've gotten over that. I, I've figured some things out. And I mean, shout out to my family who supports me, but really shout out to you guys that just go above and beyond to call up with compliments and kind words. And on the internet, just literally like, Pick me up, big me up, and, and tell me I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go get my next guest. Steven Nelson is going to join us on The Fan. Let's take this break, and we'll be back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, let's get it. Joining us right now on the fan in New York, all the way from L.A. Man, I just like this guy. I appreciate this guy. I'm a fan of this guy. And I was before I even got the chance to meet him it's steven nelson on the fan and like this guy is a year younger than me but where his career is going and his trajectory like he's one of them ones he's calling the dodgers games he was on mlb network doing intentional talk with kevin millar and that's where i got to cross paths with him i saw him on espn one night i was gonna text him late like bro you're killing it you're on espn (laughs) west coast steven thanks for taking the time to join us tonight Hey, Cam, I appreciate the vine, brother. It's it's great to, to finally link up. And um, look, what people should know is like, you know, I think we're friendly. I wouldn't say that we're like best friends, right? So I've always appreciated 
the 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 mutual respect we've had for each other, um, not just in our careers but in our life. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm cheering from you, for, cheering for you from from California. So it's a two way street, brother. Yeah, I'm just somebody that roots for people, and like if I see somebody like yourself, like I, I watched Intentional Talk back when it was Chris Chris Rose on there. So when you yeah. stepped in. I'm rooting for you to do well. And I, I see the internet chatter. People hate on everybody. I get hated on mm -hmm. a ton, and I'm just like, whatever. You guys are doing nothing. You're always hating on the people doing something. So I was rooting <laughs> for you. I started watching you on there, and I'm like, this guy is smart. He's funny. He's timely. He knows his baseball. I like this guy. And then I got to see you at MLB Network. So, you know, when you break that wall of, like, okay, seeing someone in person, it gives you even more of a level of, like, cool, he's a real dude. And then when you got elevated to call the Dodgers games, I'm like, this guy is going to keep winning. Obviously, you're on SportsCenter as well. I'm a diehard ESPN SportsCenter guy, like, grew up on it. I just, I yeah. think the world of you, man, and I wouldn't say that on air, on air for everyone to hear if it wasn't 100% true. And, 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 man, that's, and that's why I wish you could see the smile on my face. It, uh, that really means a great deal. Uh, you, you, were, uh, you were there for me at, at, like, the darkest point of my professional life. So... And again, you, when you didn't have to, you didn't, you don't, you didn't know me like that. And so for you to reach out the way you did and, um, and kind of stand next to me like that, it's, it's something I will cherish forever and, and be forever indebted for. So, um, thanks for saying that. And, um, yeah, man, I, I'm excited for, for another year calling the Dodgers and, and hopefully hope I would like to see these two teams cry. They'll definitely cross paths in the regular season in the Bronx, which I'm pumped for, but. You know, I, I would love to see it happen in October. Yeah, let's get to the Dodgers and the Yankees and that stuff in a second. But for the audience that, that doesn't know, that might not be aware of Steven or myself and uh, what he's talking about, back in September of 2022, I, I just kind of teased this for you guys. When Judge was going on his historic home run chase for the AL home run record, um, Apple TV had the Friday night games. And those games yeah. get, get chosen so far out. You know, there's no way to know that Aaron Judge is going to be potentially hitting 60, 61, or 62 when they give him a Red Sox-Yankees game, but they want those games because those are premium games. So I just remember all of Yankees' Twitter just being so nasty and so negative. And I said this. I said, I'm excited for Steven Nelson, Katie Nolan, and Hunter Pence. The three of you guys were on Apple TV calling the game, which you guys got hated on for that, and I always thought that was good. I just like baseball growing the game and trying new things. And I said, I'm excited for them to get this opportunity tonight. They'll be on Apple TV. History may or not may or may not happen, but I hope it does. Yeah. I said, everyone's got to relax. Enjoy your Friday. We're blessed, man. It's going to be a great <laughs> night in the Bronx. And then I went to the game, and I was up there in the booth with John and Susan, and I saw you guys, mm -hmm. and, and Judge didn't even hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. He hit, he hit one, like, to the moon, but then it came down in, in, uh, in fair territory and uh, in the, the – Highest flyout I've seen to date. And your heart dropped. You're like, oh, it's happening. Here it comes. Um, brother, I was just, man. So, all right. So, I appreciate it because you, 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 um, you approached that with, like, a level head and, and objectivity. There was so much that people didn't know then and still don't know now about that whole operation and sort of kind of what we were asked to do versus what baseball fans are accustomed to like right changes uh, it goes against everything in human nature right people like what they like and we all know that as individuals and you just like what you dislike and that's okay um change is really difficult in 
all aspects of life, but I would say especially so when it comes to the sport of baseball, right? We, any minuscule rule change is like torn apart and ripped to shreds, yep. let alone like massive changes in, in the game or consumption habits. And that's what happened in 2022 with the uh, inaugural season uh, of Friday Night Baseball for Apple TV. And our crew was put together for and asked to provide an alternative experience. They did not want a traditional broadcast of a baseball game. They wanted a podcast during a baseball game. Right. And um, that, again, so not only are you taking away each fan base's respective announced teams, you know, through whom they are connected to the team, right? So in the Yankees case, everyone is tuning in every single game and listening to, to Michael Kay or Ryan Rucco and Coney and Paul, right? Those are the people, and, and Meredith, that, that is the fabric that connects generations of fans to the team. Like the players and the coaches, they change, but the broadcast booths, for, by and large, they stay the same. So you're removing that every single week for two fan bases, and you're changing up how the product is delivered. Like that's a, it's a lot to handle, and I would say too much to handle. And that's, um, it, that proved to be the case. Now, again, fans weren't aware of that. And I don't, I, it got to the point where I don't think fans cared to know about that. Like it became sort of like um, the, the thing to do was to just bomb on us. And I'm not saying we weren't, um, it wasn't fair to cr criticize us. That's not what I'm saying, but I think that it was done m mostly in a way from a place of ignorance. Yes. Um, so that, that that's that, but look, man, like, when I say it was like the darkest time of my professional life, not to like bloviate about me personally, because people listening on the fan right now, they're like, who, who gives a damn? I don't care. But just to give context to that, it was like, I heard, I was aware of all the heat on us. Right. And like being a punching bag every single week, like it does something to you, especially like when you want to do good work and you're trying really hard. Yep. But then when you hear that noise, it gets louder. You're human. You have eyes, you're you read, human, you have ears, you hear. It's hard to just block it out. And they tell us all the time, oh, just ignore the haters. Oh, just block out the negativity. Yeah. How? It's, 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 it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. And I, and, I, and I thought like in the moment I was doing a decent job of it. In hindsight, I was awful. And I was putting so much water in the wrong buckets. And so then I'm trying to be, as a broadcaster, what I think people want as opposed to, like, being myself. And, like, to use that cliche, like, you're, you know, you're gripping the bat too tight or gripping the club too tight or whatever, holding the ball too tight. Um, and it's like quicksand. Like, the harder I was trying to be this perfect version of a broadcaster, the more I was losing myself and the more I was making mistakes. Like, I remember, like, shoot, the, the – calling Aaron we see Booney on the screen that night and I like call him Aaron Judge or yep. you know it's just like little things like that where you're like you obviously no he's so not hard. Aaron Judge but you misspeak yeah. because of the pressure a hundred percent right and so I think like now that I'm removed from that um and for anybody like uh, who is listening like and going through something I, I'm really intentional about growing through something instead of going through something right so like in hindsight like all that heat and all that pressure and all those mistakes, I'm better for it. Right. And, yes, um, and so just trying to kind of live through that now. And, um, yeah, but so it's like, it sucked, it sucked going through it. Uh, but now just trying to grow through it. And you won. And, and I'm happy that you won. Let's talk about going from, um, I'm not sure where, where you lived when you were around here going to 
uh, one heart's way and see caucus to do uh, MLB Network. But let's talk about going from New York to L.A. That's the dream. My, yeah. my sister lives in West Hollywood. Uh, she's actually here today. I, I picked her up today, and she's staying in the city doing some work and partying. Nice, she moved to L.A., took a one-way flight, and she's literally never coming back. So how has that been? How's <laughs> it, and I know you're from out there. How's that been going yeah. from living out here? And where would you stay out here to now going back to L.A.? So I was in New York, New Jersey for almost a decade, man. Like I, I moved out there in 2014 and I was working for Bleacher Report. And at that time, like when I first got out there, I wasn't making much. So I was staying with a family friend, um, on 125th and like between Broadway and St. Nick. Um, and then, and then I moved up to 143rd. Uh, and so I was, I was there. I got engaged there. Um, so I, you know, I got love for, for New York for a variety of reasons. And, um, and then once I joined MLB network in 2018, that's when I hopped across the river. And then it was kind of like, it was like Jersey city. And then it was yep. Weehawken and then bouncing around, but yeah, the jewel of the Meadowlands, uh, sea caucus, New Jersey. So <laughs> leaving there, it, it was tough, man. Cause I got to the point in my life and career where I thought like New York, New Jersey, that was, that was going to be home because yeah, everything, like you said, like it's the number one media market in the world so many like every single network is is rooted on the east coast so i just thought like i was going to be there and you know my wife um worked for for nbc at 30 rock so it was like you know we, we were we were good and then the dodgers called out of nowhere again when i thought like i was i was going to step away from play-by-play -play and and just stick to studio hosting and uh I, and then they called and i'm like what why why are you calling this is for for what for me to do play-by-play -play or did are you, are you stupid? Um, and, uh, <laughs> so, so them, them giving me this opportunity, not just to, to, to work for one of the more storied franchises in all of sport, uh, but an opportunity to come home to, to the West coast. You know, I, I was born in Long Beach and, and, and grew up South of LA. And so being back around family again, man, like, you know, family first, it's always over everything. And so it's just been really good for the soul. Um, in addition to being a lot of fun, you know, calling, home baseball games for for a team that wins a lot so um it's uh again just trying to earn the blessings man because there's been there's been too many of them the last last couple years it's time for dodger baseball <laughs> all right Vince scully man that's another new york to california fordham the yeah. california guy and he's a legend and i don't think there's one baseball fan or one broadcaster that doesn't absolutely love vin and and just how iconic he was calling games and, I mean, man, you get to step in the Dodger Stadium and do that. You get to illustrate the game for people. You get to, you know, get on that microphone for those fans. They lead the league in attendance. That stadium being renovated after uh, 2020 when they were supposed to have the All-Star game. I mean, they did have the All-Star game in 2022. I got to go out there. I'm like, this place is nuts. I call it the theme yeah. park of ballparks. It's like Disneyland <laughs> for baseball. Uh, yeah. Tell us tell us about the experience last year, your first year getting to call the Dodgers games. And congrats on being you know, breaking uh, barriers and trans setting, being a, an Asian American and being the first to get to do that. I know we spoke about uh, Sweeney Murdy and how much respect yeah. we have for Sweeney Murdy. Obviously, me being a black dude, like we just understand what it means to be the first and to transcend and get to do those things. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was, Sweeney, he, he's a trailblazer, and I've, I've said as much to him. Uh, he was, we got to work together a lot when I was at the network and just, an immense amount of respect and admiration for what he's done, uh, what he has endured. Um, 
And yeah, I think that's the most important thing is, you know, it's not just about us, right. And what we do, it's about who's next. Um, and making sure that the, the road they walk on is a little bit smoother than the one we've had. Right. And that, that's what it should be about for everybody. Of course. Um, uh, pushing these forward. So, I mean, you talk about Mr. Scully and, you know, I, I never had the, the fortune or privilege of meeting him, but like every single baseball fan, it, you, you grew up knowing his legend and, you know, he is just like a timeless melodic voice and it was so gentle yet authoritative. He, I mean, he's, he's the class of this business, um, not just in my opinion, but in the eyes of, uh, of, 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 of many others. Right. And, um, he just felt familiar and that was his gift. That was his magic. So walking into Dodger stadium for the first time and you walk into the Vin Scully press box, right. It's, yep. it's named after him. And then you walk into the booth and you sit down in the chair that he sat in and you put on the headset that he wore. It's, like you talk, uh, Keith. I know you, you you talk about this all the time. The pinstripes are heavy. Like, that headset was heavy. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with, I can I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I can actually so imagine. It, I, I yeah, love so that it, I get to talk to John Sterling and I get to see John Sterling. You know, oh, oh I, I I geeked out meeting John and Susan for the first time. So like, it, yeah, it's like you know when you when you're sort of in that space, you kind of you know the the heavyweights, right, and the and the legends and the people who stand the test of time like that, and so. It's just approaching each and every day with a reverence for that spot and recognizing the history that comes with those headsets and understanding the responsibility that that brings, you know, and, and, and just trying your best to, to uh, be true to that. And, um, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. I, that, that, that first last year, you know, being the first year, uh, it, the team started off slow and everyone was giving me a hard time. Like they were 500 basically going into, uh, into June. Um, and they got they're super like, oh, hot. <laughs> they yeah. They're like, oh, game win you streak. Get, yeah, you get here and the team stinks now. And I'm like, oh no, like, this is yeah. bad. I don't. You're, you're that powerful. <laughs> yeah. You have that yeah, much power. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So, and then, and then they turned it on, had an historic August and, you know, ended up winning a hundred games again. You know, certainly the, the postseason. uh, wasn't great, uh, but, 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 but on the whole, it was a really, really fun year. And like you said, like Dodger stadium, Yankees, like those, those, the, the places with, with history, but also with juice, man, there's just, there's something about those parks. When, when you walk in, you sit down for a game, any and, night of the week, it could be a Tuesday and, night in May and, and it's lit in there. No doubt. No doubt. It's just, um, it's different. And, um, that, that, that adds to the experience as well. So, um, and and you talk about attendance. I imagine that I imagine the Dodgers will be up there again this year with with all the all the buzz and and noise of the off season. Oh, of course. I mean, incoming Shohei Otani, Yashinobu <laughs> Yamamoto here in New York. We spent a stupid amount of time talking about. Oh, whoa! When Otani hits free agency, he's going to be a Met. That never even kind of transpired. But Yamamoto was actually a real like possibility for the Mets and the Yankees where we went back and forth, hosts on the fan arguing, he's coming to us, he's coming to us. We actually thought we were competing for the first time for a free agent. 
we were never actually competing for him. He was always going to be a Dodger. So I'll say this before I ask you about your expectations. I'm I'm a, I'm a hater. I mean, I, I never hated on the Dodgers, being the Brooklyn Dodgers. But as, as a Yankee fan, I am going to be on the fan after Yankee games. And on my MacBook, I'll be watching you guys. I'll, I'll have uh, MOB.TV fired up. And I will be rooting for the super team, the $1 billion duo to lose. Hey, hey, so I think I think that it's perfect that you bring that up. So I think most sports fans know the bowler Pete Weber, right? He's famous for, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, we just so came on across you, 12 years since that or 14 years, yeah, or 12 years since something that. Something like that. So, so when he, he, before he, he bowled his, his last frame, he said something to the effect of hate me or love me, you watched. And I think that the Dodgers and the Yankees can both speak to that existence, right? People watch. But fans watch because they want to see him succeed, and everybody else watches because they want to see the empires fall. Yep. They put butts in seats and butts in front of the TV screen or the phone or the tablet or the sports bar. It's undeniable. So I think that that when I, when I said at the off the hop that I would love for the Dodgers and Yankees to be on an October collision course, meeting in the postseason for the first time since the 1981 World Series, I think it would be epic you know people have like to uh, bloviate about what's good or bad for the sport these days and write columns about all that what's good for the sport is compelling storylines and to me it yes am i am i somewhat biased like sit, sitting in a broadcast booth for one of those teams sure but i think that new york in la you know judge and bets and cole and you know, it, like the and Ota- like the on and on, like the the star power, the hate power, all of it would just would be spectacular for the game of baseball. So that's that's where I'm at. So and I think the Dodgers and they're they're aware of that. You know, like they they know that every series they walk into, the boos on the road are going to be a little bit louder, right? Um, and the cheers when they lose are going to be a little bit louder, right? And they're aware of kind of all that that mountain that's sitting on top of their shoulders heading into this year. So I'm I'm very anxious and curious to see how they handle it through the course of 162. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I think baseball is alive and well. I always tell folks listening to my show that 10 years ago, I was in the MLB fan cave, and the first two people they picked were myself and my good friend Serena Sanchez, Dodgers season ticket holder. Her dad was there when they won the World Series in 88. They've had season tickets all these years. They put her and I in the fan cave first because the dream for Major League Baseball is to have Yankees, Dodgers, World Series, those two markets, those two fan bases who you know lead the American League and, and National League in attendance clash in the World Series. If that can actually happen this year, baseball will be better than we've seen it in the last few decades. Yeah. I mean, just, I mentioned the Yankees and Dodgers not playing in, in October since the 81 world series. There right. has been a New York LA championship series going on a decade. The last one was what the 2014 cup final, the Stanley cup final with the Kings and the Rangers, you know, which the, which the Kings we won. We saw and, the and, Dodgers Mets play in 2015 in the but, NLCS. But a championship, but, you're right, but it, but uh, so so. But it's a the Mets, so it's like you know, right. it's not the right. same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I, but hey, not the, really. <laughs> those phone lines, hey, Connor's going to be the, the they're lighting up right now. Mets fans are calling <laughs> in to hit, hit KM up about his Mets hate. Bring them up, but on. no, like 
like a like a like a full on world championship series. There hasn't been one um, in ten years now. So I think you know what what better time than the present? Let's get it cracking, man. Like there, there's a lot of overlap, right? You know, it's and it's not just like the Victor Gonzalez, Caleb Ferguson trades of this off season, but like you're going back, like Donnie Baseball, Joe Torre World Worth uniforms. Yep. You got Sheffield and Strawberry. Um, from Tommy John to Tommy Canely, like, you know, like Dave Roberts stole second on Mariano in 2004. Like John Carlos sent a ball into orbit out of Dodger stadium. Like there's a lot of beyond like the, the, the top of the star pool, the two teams have uh, to me, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there that we could dig into. My man, Jerry Harrison Jr. I work with now at Sportsnet LA, you know? Yeah. yeah. Shout out so, to him. So and, and I got to yeah. kick it with his brother with the Players Alliance at the All-Star Game. Good people, both of them. Great people, man. So, like, I, yeah, so I just, you know, when you really sit down and sit with the Yankees and Dodgers heading into 2024, I, I mean, sign me up. Sign me up now. Steven, you're the man. Thanks for taking the time out. I know I took you away from your beautiful wife and kids. I'll let you get back to that. And I hope to see you soon. Hey, don't don't tell anybody you did me that you did me a solid. That was a gift. I got away from the <laughs> screaming children for twenty twenty or so minutes. Hey, it, jokes aside, man, congrats to you and yours. And hey, you're you're in parenthood now too, so we're in the club together. Um, I appreciate you and the and the team as a fan for uh, carving out some time for me. We'll chop it up again soon, brother. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, that's Stephen Nelson. He calls the games for the Dodgers. He used to be one of us, a New Yorker over here on MLB Network, and uh, yeah friend of mine in the industry who I think the world of, and if you're not familiar with him, you should get familiar. Find him at Steven Nelson on Twitter, on Instagram, and like I said, I'll be updating you this season when the Dodgers are playing, whether they're dominating or whether they're losing, which they're probably going to dominate. Uh, he'll be calling the games, and when I'm here after the Yankees post game, uh, you know, taking your calls, talking about what the Yankees and Mets are doing, I'm going to give you a little update of what goes on out in the West Coast. And, uh, yeah, my mistake. It wasn't the NLCS. It was the NLDS in 2015 when the Mets defeated the Dodgers. I'm just playing with you Mets fans. These are my Mets now. Those weren't my Mets back in 2015. I didn't care for them at all. But now it's LGYM. Let's go Yankee Mets. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take a break, but call me up and join the show. 877-337-6666. We'll be right back. And we're back. McPherson on the fan, KM to AM. Haven't done a Friday in like a month. Feeling good about it. Shout out to Steven Nelson for joining us. I mean, like I said, if you don't know who Steven Nelson is, look him up. Get familiar. He's a good dude. Good at what he does. Young in the game. Shout out to Ryan Dunleavy who joined us about an hour or two hours ago. And uh, coming up next is Christian Winfield, man. Um, something I wanted to say is like how blessed I feel that I've been able to break into the media over the last three years with the radio, but also, you know, MLB Network and Yes Network and social media. And that has given me the opportunity to connect with people that I admire. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sports fan. There's so many people that I got to listen to and watch for years. And then when I meet them, I fanboy out, but I'm, you know, also, just like a, a real one, where like I'm fanboying out, I give everybody their flowers and respect, but I also am just like, you know, nice to meet you. Like, let's exchange numbers. I'm rooting for you. And it is like, it has gone so far for me. I, I was just saying to Connor, like, in this game, in the industry, you know, 
your name enters rooms before you do. People hear about you and talk about you before they actually meet you. And there's some good people. There's some bad people. There's some dope people. There's some lame people. And uh, I'm just blessed that like I have built a network of people that rock with me. And I can bring them into WFAN. Some of these people that you hear me call into WFAN, like they're not, they wouldn't pop in on any other show. Um, they don't know some of the other hosts, but I'm glad that I can use, you know, my relationships as leverage to, you know, give you guys maybe a little different take or a little different perspective. And, and I hope you enjoy, um, you know, some of the hosts that I, or some of the guests that I bring in. You know, our, our producers can book us guests, but I try not to lean too much on them because I, I don't I, I don't necessarily want to always go with just, um, you know, interviewing people on the fan or talking to people on the fan that I don't have rapport with. It's it's like a cold call. Like, I have no idea who this guy is. I got to look him up. Like, some of these guys I have on, sometimes the producers book for me. I appreciate it, but I don't even know their names. I just feel like it comes across better when it's someone that I know that I can talk to. And I, and I look forward to meeting more people in the industry and going to more games and events and networking events and all-star games and different things so that I can bring, uh, you know, those people back to the fan in New York, the greatest sports talk radio station ever created. 877-337-6666. Pat is out on Long Island. Pat, I got to you before your phone died. You're on the fan. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I'll just make it clear for that same reason. I don't know if I'm being a little sentimental from personal history with family or Domingo Herman. What are the rules with him? Because, there's still only 27 perfect games in the history of baseball. And uh, he's still just out there. I believe he needs help. And how do you just let a guy like that walk when we're talking about signing him, signing that guy? Like, can we keep him for cheap for similar reasons? And I feel like he deserves the chance. I, I know it's hard to say, and I think that A's team was abysmal, but you get I, uh... what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call, Pat. I'll, I'll, I'll lay out here and, and take us to the top of the hour with my response. So with Domingo Herman, you know, you said a couple things about like he deserves another chance. He got his second chance. If you remember correctly, in 2019, the Yankees were depending on him to be a, a ace. He pitched like one and the Yankees were depending on him that postseason and he wasn't available. Why? I think he had a little too much to drink. And you guys might or might not know the rest, but there were allegations of uh, domestic assault. And some people that I know physically saw it. Um, it went on at CC Sabathia's gala late in the season. And boy, I remember it so vividly because it was at Hudson Yards, the honeycomb over there. And I just remember thinking this is not a good idea because it was on an off day. And it was so late in the season, and there was alcohol involved. And CC Sabathia himself doesn't even drink. And I'm like, ah, oh, just I like everything that year. They were going on to win the division, and I, like it was, it was such a good year. It was the next man up year where we found out about Mike Talkman and Gio Urshela, and even guys like Tyler Wade and uh, you know just uh, Mike Ford. Guys filled in and did the job where it felt like the Yankees, like things were going their way. You also remember. Dylan Batances was supposed to come back. Didn't happen. And, you know, that letdown with Domingo Herman, um, and, and I can't really speak to what I know, but that mistake that was made was witnessed by a lot of people in the Yankees and baseball, and there was just no way. He ended up getting suspended, and he served his suspension, but it wasn't like the Yankees could replace what he was for the team. They needed him. 
Um, so then he, he served his suspension. He came back. And then, yes, last year he threw a perfect game, which I remember getting on the fan that night saying I wasn't going to watch the game because I had stayed up the night before to watch the Yankees lose 2-1 to the Oak, Oakland Athletics in Oakland. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is a poverty franchise. Their fans are literally like boycotting against them. Elon Musk has to buy tickets for people to even go to the games. Like we, we're going out there and losing to them. It's not worth watching. This team isn't good. And then I go home and watch the Yankee game, as I always do. I don't think there's there's I don't there's just no chance that I'm gonna go home and the Yankees are playing and I'm so mad that I'm not gonna watch them play. And I end up watching a whole perfect game. And there was a lot of folks that went to sleep and didn't get to see that. And it was magical and it was fun. And if you love baseball, you're the whole game, you're watching like this might happen. This might happen. and you're not thinking that, okay, it's Domingo Herman who had an alcohol issue and a domestic violence problem. But then, fast forward through last year, he had some issues. And I, I just remember Boone pulling him at 88 pitches, I think, in that Cubs game that they ended up losing and losing the series. And then most of us remember him uh, having, like, a lump in his armpit, they said. Supposedly, he was, like, available, then not available. He was scratched from his start, and I think Johnny Brito made the start. Then he came out of the bullpen, and we were all like, what the hell is going on? Something isn't right. The Yankees aren't telling us something. Is it Domingo's fault? Is it the Yankees' fault? Me, personally, I'm like, I just, like, come on. This is the New York Yankees. They're supposed to be run better than this. This is shenanigans. This doesn't make any sense. I hated last season, bro. But Domingo had a drinking problem, and supposedly there were articles written about him coming into the clubhouse the next day or that day drunk um, and, like, not being able to pitch that day because he either needed to, like, I don't know. I don't exactly remember. But as far as the Yankees giving him another shot, no, that was the last straw. Perfect game, be damned. You like he showed up supposedly, like was talking down to Ron Marinaccio and like broke a TV and like that stuff can't fly. That stuff can't happen. And you know, I don't, I don't care where he lands. It's over. And I don't look at the Yankees right now as if they need him in this rotation. And also, like I, I wish him the best as far as treatment and and getting that situated. But, like, that's no longer the Yankees' problem. It was the Yankees' problem for four years. 877-337-6666. You guys really think the Yankees need pitching that bad? I cannot wait for the season to start so we can review every night. So we can look. And if it's that bad, Brian Cashman, he's on the hot seat. He will have to do something about it. Either a young guy will be elevated or a trade will be made sooner rather than later. But I'm not worried about the pitching. It was the hitting last year. They couldn't score more than three runs. When they did, they figured out how to win games. There was a stat like when the Yankees score five or more runs, they have like an 80% win chance. Like, yeah, you, no kidding. I'm not worried about the pitching. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up, man. We're talking about the Yanks. We're talking about baseball. It's March 1st. We're almost there. Coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, Christian Winfield to talk about your New York Knicks. Stay tuned. You're listening to the fan. BRB. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.